Welcome to another faith-building message from Samuel Pada, pastor of the King's Temple in Hyderabad, India. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Now, we've been dealing with this subject for some time, and we have come to the place where we started talking about the heart. Now, you've got to understand, this is a very important aspect. Don't overlook this. Don't neglect this. Don't think this is just something, you know, that you can forget about. This is very important. I've been saying this, and I want to reiterate again, that the heart is a production center. The heart is where good is produced. The heart is where evil is produced. Right? Right? So understand, it is produced in the heart. Okay? But released through the mouth. And what you believe in the heart and release through your mouth is what's established in your experience and in your life. So this is very important. This is a very important key because many times when you don't understand this connection, when you don't understand this spiritual operation, you can be very loose in what you talk and don't give importance to what you hear and thereby permit all kinds of nonsense to enter into your heart. And then you talk flippantly, you talk without any uh, any restraint that and because as a res- and because of that or as a result of that you begin to harvest what you don't want to harvest you begin to experience what you don't want to experience and then you begin to wonder why is this happening is the devil yes the devil inspired you to say the devil was speaking into you through different means and mediums which you permitted you allowed it to come into your heart and the heart which is the production center began to speak motivate you to speak out of your mouth and the power was released to create it so this is something you got to you got to bear in mind don't stop blaming others about your situation right now stop blaming circumstances stop blaming the politicians or even the governments. I know, I mean, we can blame everybody around us, but let's begin to take some responsibility about our own lives. I'm not saying whether they're good or bad, whether it's a, you know, but what I'm saying is instead of looking at the log, I'm sorry, speck in your neighbor's eye, why don't we start looking at the log in our own eyes that can be pulled out first? Deal with the log in our own eyes. Okay, so that's what I'm talking about. We need to give cognizance to what we hear so that our heart is not polluted with all kinds of evil and polluted and infiltrated through things that can be detrimental to our future. So please understand that. See, this is what Jesus said. Uh, and I, I'm saying this, uh, I've read this before, but I want you, I want to read it again because I want to show you the importance. For whatever is in your heart, determines what you say. Okay. Whatever is in your heart determines what you say. This is from the New Living Translation in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34 to 35. So if what is in your heart is evil, corrupt, always negative, don't be surprised when those kind of words proceed out of your mouth. You can't stop it. You can't help it because the production is happening in your heart. So, Whatever is in your heart determines what you say. And when you speak in that manner, when you speak what you believe in your heart, that's when the power is released to create. That's why we got to be careful what we hear, what we believe, and what we say. 
This is why Jesus said, Whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. Shall not doubt where? In his heart. But shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. But that saying is connected to what you're believing in your heart. If you believe something and say something that's contrary with your mouth, it's never going to happen. Because it's a heart-mouth combination that produces the result. So let's be, let's, be, let's be honest and let's begin to give importance to what we are thinking, what we're saying, what we're, what we're believing. It can change. Now listen, you may not be able to change your past, but you can certainly change your present and your future. How? By cooperating with God and letting the Word of God dictate what we believe which results in saying right things which are in agreement with what God says. Hallelujah. Look look here. A good man produces good things from the treasure of good hearts. Good heart. And an evil man produces evil things from an evil heart. Watch this. Mark chapter 7, verses 20 to 23, he says this. For within, out of the heart of men, out of the where? The heart of men, proceed evil thoughts. So what he's saying when they're evil thoughts, evil words, where they're coming from? From the heart. Okay. What kind of things come up? Adulteries, fornication, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these things are being produced in the heart and are being released through the mouth. And you're seeing the result of it. We, we look at people who are involved in this and we try to judge them. Yeah, they, they're wrong according to the word of God. They're, those actions are wrong. But how is it that they're doing it? Because they've permitted these things to come into their heart and they believed in it. They believe that these, by doing this, they would have an advantage in life or they would have pleasure in life or this would give them more high in life or be more exciting. So somehow they bought into the lie that this would be good for them, this would be more exciting, this would be more fulfilling, and as a result began to think and meditate on it. And so they began to speak it, they began to associate with people who do that and are involved in such, and they're encouraged, and as a result, what happens? They begin to harvest that, they begin to perform that, they begin to get involved in that, and they, that's how they destroy their destiny and their future. But what I'm trying to get at is this, it all starts in the heart. So watch your heart, young man, young woman, adults, grown-ups, elderly people. Watch your heart. Watch your heart. What are you permitting? You remember what I said? You are the watchman of your heart. That's why it says, guard your heart. That means you have to make sure you take care what you will permit to get into your heart. This is the key. Okay, let's, let's go further. All these evil things come from where? Within. It starts from within. So, he says, guard your heart, for out of it are the issues of life. Guard your heart with how? Diligence. Be careful. Be consistent. Be constant. Be earnest. So, it's not something that you, um, you know, you, you don't give much importance to. It's something you give great importance to. You're careful. Hey, this is not going to be advantageous for my spiritual life. 
This is going to hurt my relationship with Jesus. This, if I get involved in listening to this, if I give ear to this, if I see this stuff, and if I uh, begin to uh, uh, delve into this, this is going to begin to begin to poison my heart. This is going to hurt my heart, and out of it, unconsciously, evil be, it will begin to be begin to germinate inside, begin to be pro- produced inside and will eventually lead me into doing things that are unacceptable to God. Look, he says, in the NLT, it says this, guard your heart with above all else, for it determines the course of your life. It determines. That means what? The heart plays a major role in decision-making. When I have to decide on doing something, getting involved in something, or, you know, um, or... Uh, what do I, what do I say? Uh, or investing something somewhere, investing my life, investing my money, investing my time. My heart helps me in making the decision. Hallelujah. So if I'm not convinced in my heart that God has called me to ministry when I have a calling of God and I don't give importance to it and dwell on it and begin to heal myself, I can miss the call of God in my life. There may be young men and women out there, or maybe you're much older, but you know you're called of God. There was that knowing inside, but you did not give importance to it. You didn't develop that. See, you have not guarded your heart, but you permitted others to speak into you, to speak and to to speak into you, to move you out of the calling of God. Don't let external voices, external um, mediums of uh, communication come in to distract you from what you know that God is saying to you. Hallelujah. What you should permit to hear is what will reinforce your faith in the Lord and in His Word. Amen? Praise God. Okay. So, the Amplified Version says, out of it flow the springs of life. Let's go further now. We were talking about the heart. So where, what is the heart and where is it? We're talking about the heart, right? Okay. You and I know obviously that it is not the organ that pumps blood. But let's look at what the Bible says concerning the heart. Proverbs chapter 5, sorry, chapter 3, verse 5 says, it. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. He didn't say trust in the Lord with your mind. He said trust in the Lord with all your heart because there will be times where in the mind you're confused, but in your heart you know it's right. He says, don't trust your mind, but trust your heart. That means, listen, to be more um, clear, make it more, to clarify it further, I would say this, don't trust on analysis only, but trust in what you know in your heart. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Question, how can you trust in someone that you do not know and have not developed a relationship with? If you have not tasted and seen that he's good. I can only trust people that I know, that I've spent time with, that I've experienced, that we have exchanged things in life where I have done things for them and or they have done some things for me and there is an exchange that has taken place in life and that is how trust grows 
Friendships can be established in no time. For example, in today's life, everybody's a friend on Facebook, but can you trust everybody that calls themselves a friend on Facebook? No. But when you have a definite relationship of intimate relationship, where, where there is an exchange of not only words, but thoughts, ideas, actions, and through those things, you understand how, how, how far you can trust, how far you can walk with that person, how deeply you can entrust things to the person, or how you, how to, uh, develop that relationship where, you know, it, all this enables you to understand how, how much you can trust a person. But without a relationship, without knowing the person, can you trust him? No. That's why you need to be born again. That's why you need to spend time in his word and in prayer. Because it is through the process of prayer and, and, the, and reading and studying the word and experiencing God and tasting that he is and seeing that he is good that your level of trust in the Lord increases. So when you have these experiences in God, you can begin to trust him and, and it begins to grow. It's not something that happens automatically overnight. It's something that happens progressively. Glory be to God. Okay. So trust in the Lord with all thine heart. I know that God will never fail me. I know that God always wants the best for me in my life. And that should become so strongly established in you that despite what you're experiencing and despite what is happening around you, you will not be shaken. And that can only happen, not because you're determined in your, in your mind, but you're submitted and yielded to God and you know that you know He's a good God. And so I'm encouraging you, while you're facing many challenges in life, and especially those of you that are going through this COVID experience, that you're, that, you know, you may be sick right now as you're listening to me. You may be in your bed, in this, you know, lying in the bed of sickness, or you're under a ventilator. I don't know where you are, but I want you to know, God never is not intending for you to die. He wants you to live and glorify His works. Hallelujah. And if you have a loved one that is struggling through this situation, I want you to know that you begin to trust what God says and not what medical science says or not what your doctor says. Yes, we're not denying the facts, but we're saying, hey, we know somebody that is above medical science. Does We know someone that knows more than what my doctor knows. And my God is able to do the impossible and cause it to turn around for us. Hallelujah to Jesus. That's the kind of faith we need to have. But let me remind you again, this is not a men done mentally. It's not mental gymnastics. It's knowing when you know the person, I know God will not let me down. That's the kind of confidence you have to have. And that confidence comes only as you get to know him. Hallelujah to Jesus. So he says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on thine own understanding, which is just through analysis, okay? And whatever it is, understanding is sense knowledge, it's factual reasoning. So don't rely on them. It's not saying don't analyze stuff. Hey, you can do analysis, but sometimes what you know in your heart may not agree with what you sense, what you what your analysis says. So what do you trust now? Do you trust your analysis or do you trust what you know in your heart? You got to trust what you know in your heart because you know that's coming from God, okay? All right, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 4 says, But let it be the hidden man of the heart. Peter calls the heart the hidden man of the heart, which is your spirit man. Glory, your heart, the spirit man. But let it be the hidden man of the heart 
in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God, a good price. So Peter is calling this spirit man, the hidden man of the heart. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 16, Paul says this, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Our inward man, the heart is the spirit man. The heart is the inward man, the real you, because man is a spirit. It's a spirit of man. It's the innermost part of your being. Glory be to God. The innermost part of your being. When you're born again, you're born again in the spirit, in your spirit, in your heart. Your heart becomes a new person. You become a new man. Where? On the inside. Your spirit man is renewed. Born again in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah to God. Okay. The inner, the, the, so what we're talking about is the innermost part of your being. This is what Jesus said. Hallelujah. What happens when you're filled with the Holy Ghost? Listen to this. John chapter 7, verse 37 to 38. In the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, out of his where belly shall flow rivers of living water. Not out of the head, not out of the mind, but out of the belly. That's the core of your being. That's the heart, the inward man, the spirit man. Out of there, rivers of living water will flow. From where, that's where the life of God will begin to flow as rivers of living water. Hallelujah. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe to our podcast channel for past episodes. If you've been blessed by the message today, consider rating it and even sharing it with friends. For more content from the King's Temple or to connect with us, visit kingstemple.in. Have a blessed day.